from the Lakeside Newsroom of the Henrico Citizen, your hometown news source since 2001. This is the Henrico News Minute with publisher Tom Lapis. Details from yesterday's Henrico School Board meeting, more bad news on the COVID front in the county, and some troubling unemployment news as well. But we've got some good news for you, too, on today's Henrico News Minute for Friday, December 11th, 2020. It's brought to you today by Henrico County and Henrico Area Mental Health. And now for the news. At yesterday's Henrico School Board meeting, the school board's health committee presented an update to the board. It indicated that once in-person learning resumes, teachers at all schools will have at least six feet of distance between themselves and students, as will students at most schools, but at a few schools where a higher percentage of students plan to return, those distances between student desks will be more like four to five feet in some cases. Families at all of those schools have been notified and also given the option to revise their selections if they choose to do so. Since late October, 97 cases of COVID-19 have been tracked in the school system and 283 people have been asked to self-quarantine for 14 days. The Health Committee has opted against shortening the 14-day quarantine period moving forward, even though the Virginia Department of Health and Centers for Disease Control have shifted their regulations to endorse shorter quarantines in certain instances. In other matters, the division has transitioned its planning guide to a fully virtual document. The guide allows students to examine courses, career paths, diplomas, and other related information. The board also heard a discussion about the county's participation at the Maggie Walker Governor School, where the county funds 180 seats for Henrico students at a cost of $8,400 apiece annually. School board and school system officials want those spots to better reflect the diversity of Henrico's makeup. Currently, there are only seven black and two Hispanic students who attend the school from Henrico. School system officials are considering changing the way they select students for those 180 slots. Richmond and Chesterfield, which also contribute students to the school, are considering doing the same thing. Three CHOP District School Board member Mickey Ogburn, who serves as chair of the regional school board of the Governor's School, said that feedback from some students in minority groups had suggested that they didn't see the school as a viable option. She and other board members proposed better outreach to make the possibility more realistic. Superintendent Amy Cashwell said that ultimately the school system's goal is for its complement of students at Maggie Walker to reflect the makeup of the county's public school system at large. Also yesterday, the school board unanimously approved its capital improvement program, which will now go to the Board of Supervisors for consideration as part of the next budget, which begins July 1st. The multi-year document is funded only one year at a time. The projects targeted for funding in the coming fiscal year are renovations of the Highland Springs and Hermitage ACE centers at a total cost of nearly $41 million dollars and a $13.1 million expansion of the Hermitage Ace Center. $19 million for the renovation of Adams Elementary also is included in the proposal. That money is already funded by the 2016 bond referendum. Tentative plans for the following fiscal year include $39 million for the replacement of Jackson Davis Elementary School, nearly $58 million for the renovation and partial replacement of Virginia Randolph, and about $24 million for the ongoing expansion of Holiday Elementary School, as well as $39 million for the design and replacement of Longan Elementary School. 
The board also added a $6.8 million planned project to add classroom space at a West Area Elementary School in that fiscal year 2023 proposal. But again, that all remains tentative until next budget cycle. The number of COVID cases reported in Henrico County continues to increase dramatically. For the second straight day yesterday, the Virginia Department of Health reported more than 150 new cases in Henrico. The county hadn't had a single day like that before December 6th, and now it's had three in the past week. Henrico is now averaging 140 new daily cases during the past seven days. That's more than twice the average of 68 per day from seven days ago. Five more people were hospitalized with the virus yesterday in Henrico. The county's seven-day PCR positivity percentage increased slightly from 8.1% December 5th to 8.2% December 6th. Yesterday, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam announced tighter restrictions for state residents in an attempt to combat the increasing spread of COVID-19. A statewide modified stay-at-home order will be in place from midnight to 5 a.m. daily. It takes effect at 12.01 a.m. on Monday. In addition, Northam has reduced the number of people allowed to gather in one location from 25 to 10 in social settings. The change doesn't apply to religious services, employment settings, or educational settings, according to Northam. Restaurants and retail stores already are governed by strict social distancing requirements and also are not included in the new limit. Hospitalizations have increased by more than 80% in Virginia related to the virus in the past month. And the biggest problem facing hospitals right now, according to Northam, is staffing. He said, quote, the nurses and doctors are literally exhausted, end quote. The new orders will remain in effect through January 31st. Northam said he doesn't intend to extend the order, but cautioned that he might have to depending upon how the virus progresses. Every 12 minutes, a Virginian dies from an opioid overdose. Every 12 minutes. Opioid overdoses are on the increase in Henrico. Yes, the opioid epidemic is still impacting residents in Henrico. But you can help. To find out what you can do, go to BounceBackHC.com. That's BounceBackHC.com. Knowledge is power, including learning about naloxin. That's naloxin, which can temporarily reverse the toxic effects of an opioid or heroin overdose. Get informed, get help, save a life. Go to BounceBackHC.com. That's BounceBackHC.com. To equip yourself with the knowledge to help our residents and the community of Henrico County against the opioid epidemic. Knowing what to do will allow you to be prepared to save a life. Go to BounceBackHC.com today. That's BounceBackHC.com or call 804-727-8515. That's 804-727-8515 directly for substance abuse services. This message is sponsored by Henrico Area CSB Prevention Services. The number of Henrico residents who filed first-time unemployment claims during the week that ended December 5th was more than triple the number who had filed the previous week, according to the Virginia Employment Commission and data that it released yesterday. A total of 483 people filed initial claims in the county during the most recent week. That's a jump of 201% from the 160 people who filed the previous week and an indication that the latter number was a temporary decline caused by the Thanksgiving holiday. Statewide, first-time filings increased by about 93% from the previous week. It was Henrico's highest total of initial filers since 
the week ending August 1st when 666 people filed. Henrico was 6th highest among state localities in the most recent week. Richmond was 4th and Chesterfield was 8th. You can find out how your favorite restaurant fared in its most recent health inspection report. You can visit HenricoCitizen.com and click on Dining and then on our Restaurant Watch. We've compiled a roundup of the past week's worth of reports. You may want to check them out before you venture out to eat. The Virginia Department of Transportation recently completed a pedestrian project to enhance safety and accessibility at the intersection of East Parham Road and Brook Road in northern Henrico. The project included new curb ramps with detectable warning surfaces and pavement markings on the west side of the intersection, as well as traffic signal head replacements, high visibility signal backplates, pedestrian signal heads, and accessible pedestrian signal devices. The devices are designed to provide audible direction to pedestrians who are blind or visually impaired. They can provide audible wait and cross commands when activated. The intersection is at the corner of the St. Joseph's Villa property, which is home to a number of residents with physical disabilities and who are wheelchair bound. The project began in September. It cost about $80,000 in total. Tuckahoe District Supervisor Pat O'Bannon helped cut the ribbon on a Henrico Recreation and Parks Extension project that added more than a thousand feet of boardwalk along the Tuckahoe Creek and also completed a neighborhood link from Ridgefield Parkway to Old Coach Lane recently. The project makes the creek more accessible to county residents. Today's Henrico News Minute is brought to you in part by Henrico County. How did Henrico County respond to the challenges of 2020 by taking bold steps to strengthen its connections with residents, businesses, and other stakeholders? That's one of the many takeaways from County Manager John Vitolkis' State of the County Address. This year's presentation is all virtual due to COVID-19. To check it out, go to henrico.us and click the link at the top of the page. Connect with your county at henrico.us.